Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Plus podcast presented by Buffalo Plus. Wherever you are listening, please be sure to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. We always appreciate it. Mike Catalana, Dan Fates, I am Jenna Cottrell. We're wrapping up another day of training camp, and by that I mean the first day of training camp back at St. John Fisher. Uh, The fans out, they were loud, they were excited. Josh Allen, obviously the superstar that he is. We got to hear from him today. We're talking Trey White's injury status, what that'll mean, Jordan Poyer's contract. So let's get into it, Mike. I want to start with you, just – Josh Allen, this Josh Allen being at camp. Boy, he handles everything so well. And I've said that to you guys multiple times about the way he has handled coming in here in 2018 as the rookie that the veterans were trying to figure out leaves camp as the third stringer. That lasted about 10 minutes. (laughs) Then he comes back the next year as a guy who could lead and, you know, and gets that team to the playoffs. But that was at camp. But he's handled each stage of it. This is a big stage for him to handle. He is a superstar now. And even the fans who have seen him before and seen him in Orchard Park, seen him wherever, it's different at camp. You do not get this up close and personal with the players. And Josh is a star. And he even has a plan for autographs. So I want to tell everybody, if you're at camp (laughs) looking for the autograph and you have a kid, he's going to the kids for the photos and all that. I'm not saying he won't sign for an adult but I watched him. He was so smooth. We got a video up. You'll see it on Twitter, Instagram. He just follows. He sees the kids. He takes a picture, signs whatever it is, and then he keeps moving because he could be spending. He'd still be there now signing autographs yeah. to that many people and handling everything in terms of the expectations, his place. Shot 83 at Oak Hill the other day. <laughs> Beat Brandon Bean. Brandon Bean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bean is burn right yeah. there oh yeah for he, sure he's burned because Bean's a good golfer so all those things combined it's josh being josh we, we got to mention what your comment was to josh yeah so he says he shoots 83 and for those listening to this who aren't aware of oak hill it's right around the corner from fisher it is the site of the pga championship it's hosted just about it's hosted every championship it could host it's a very difficult course and he shot 83 and as he was getting up i said to him hey, what would Tom Brady shoot? <laughs> and he started smiling, and then he said, I plead the fifth. Well, it was great, too, because on top of that, he was asked, how was it? And he said it was great. He said he got to play it back in 2019. He played the West Course. There's two courses, all these things. And then he goes, I shot 83. He goes, you guys think I'm not that good. Like you guys, He goes, my golf game is better than what you guys saw in the match. He goes, I get it. He goes, but I, he goes, I'm pretty good. It was it was that classic, like, yeah. don't let that one round skew you from how good I am. By the way, I also had a short conversation with Brandon Bean about Oak Hill before he did the news conference. And he started, like, he's a very good player and he's a golfer. He's going, oh, I made this mistake and I can't believe I did this. <laughs> then I'm starting to press and I'm like, 
Wow. Even the guys like that. Yeah. yeah. Josh beating him, I think. We yeah. Frost him oh, a I, I agree. Turning the, the key a little bit. But uh, I will say, Alan, I feel like I am always impressed by the way he handles the media. And once again, I mean, it's day one, but the talk of all the expectations. And Dan, like, that's obviously something they're going to get all season long, considering what's expected of this team. But how do you think this team can really go about you know, the day-to-day handling of that, considering it's such a long season. I think they also have to, I know we've talked about it on previous podcasts, but like understanding that they can't fix anything of their postseason woes at training camp. Like none of that stuff is going to be fixed day one, day two, until they get to January and February. So like we're we're sitting there and and I know we, we asked the question to pretty much everybody that they were asked was, you, know, you guys are Las Vegas has you as the Super Bowl favorites. And it was a long question. And at twice Sean looked away from the reporter. Normally Sean makes really strong eye contact yeah. and then just looked at the, the vacant space and just said, we're here to work. Like, like what is Vegas care? Like, like, yeah. like they, I, and I really truly believe, yeah. truly believe that now they have other players, obviously Von Miller's won Super Bowls. And he says that this pressure, the expectations, it's a privilege. And, and I also agree with that, 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 Use these to motivate them. Like it's not like in years past they have said we don't want to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. So like, yeah. While Vegas <laughs> may do this, so do what they do. It, it doesn't really affect. Yeah. I'm, I'm no. going to use a golf analogy. Um, you'll ever hear you'll hear them talk about in tournaments where they'll say in the first two days you can't win the tournament on day one, yeah. but you can lose it. Yeah. yeah. So if they were not focused and got off to a rough start and whatever reason would splinter things. You could put yourself behind the eight ball a little bit. Even the great Bills teams in the day put themselves behind that a little bit with some rough beginnings to regular seasons, including the the year they hit the big comeback game and had to fight back and then made the playoffs and then still ended up going to the Super Bowl, but they made the route tougher. I think the idea here is get on the same page, get going, and to Dan's point, yeah, when you get when the weather's freezing and those <laughs> games are crazy important, yeah, that's when you can start to fix the problem at the end of last year. I thought it was really interesting Vaughn Miller talking about, and obviously he's so successful, two Super Bowl rings, like the the career he has had. He talked about expectations on himself that we'll talk about, but he talked about the clues that success leaves, and I thought that was really mm-hmm. interesting of just the the environment. He talked about you need a couple key things to have a really great team that he thinks could have a shot at a Super Bowl. Obviously, he knows a little bit about that. It was great quarterback, great defense, and a great locker room. And I think that's obviously the, one of the like the reasons why he decided to choose the Bills. But I think from a guy just coming in to kind of see what this team is all about already is pretty neat to see. But I just think there's just so much pressure, Mike, on Sean McDermott. Oh, there is. And there should be. Because he's established himself as that guy. And it does remind me of Andy Reid. Yeah, because Andy Reid was that guy in Philly before he became Andy Reid and Sean was with him and he knows that the pressure goes on no matter how good he is. And he's an excellent coach. Sean is. Yeah, it's about winning the big game. And for Andy Reid at that time, it was getting past the championship. But that's so tough because I I think like this thought of, you know, Sean or Josh said they had a different mentality offensively. And he yeah. said, and was asked about like, well, how is it going to be different? He was asked kind of to f- clarify that statement. And he's like, well, like things kind of change. And, and well, do you guys have this lingering feeling of a loss? And, and I do agree when Josh says 31 teams end the season on a loss. Yeah. Yeah. But 31 teams didn't have what they had in Kansas city. And the reason I think that's a I big guess, deal yeah. is because 
Think about if you said to a Bills fan right now, mm-hmm. we can put you back in the exact same moment. All the work that it took to get there, we can put yeah. you in that exact same moment from right now. You would take it in a heartbeat. You would take all those things. Yeah. They were, it, when, you're, when you fly that high, that close to the sun, yeah. you got to make it work. You can't, you'll get burned. And when you get burned in that place, you're losing yeah. in the biggest moments, in the biggest games, it adds a level of pressure because to get back to it. Yeah, you know how challenging. It's crazy difficult. Yeah. And what the, who said it? The AFC, Bean said, what, yeah. the AFC's loaded. loaded. Yeah. It's loaded. Yeah. So the reason there's pressure on Sean is because he's the head coach and there was failure at the end of that game. They had done yeah. so many things well and they failed in the big moment doesn't mean it's not it's all his fault for god's sakes i mean you got to be naive to just right. assign the blame but he's the guy i love the way jordan poyer talked about that loss because i feel like we've asked in the mini camps and the rookie camp well not the rookie camps but we've asked over yeah. this past spring about like does that loss stick with you and a lot of the guys would just be like you know returning the page to this upcoming yeah. season <laughs> and it's like yeah no i get that but like that sucked a lot Yep. And I felt like Poyer today actually opened up about what they can use from it, but also just the fact that it even exists. <laughs> it was Mike, you're the one that asked the question, and yeah. I, I thought because <laughs> I'm over the 13 seconds, and like I said that before, like I'm just like move on. Like that game was so crazy in so many different ways, and I know it does come down to the final 13 seconds. But you were asking Poyer because we haven't talked to him pretty much at all. We have gotten to talk to players that have signed, yeah. players that were brought in, players that re-signed, all these things. Um, they've all kind of said, like, oh, whatever, it's in the past. But, Mike, you were the wor- one that asked Poyer the question. Yeah, in that case, just because we hadn't heard from him, and he didn't say that. No. Nope. said he's watched it. And then he went on Tyreek Hill's podcast, and Tyreek Hill got to make fun of him and throw jabs at him about the final 13 seconds. Yeah. So it is a real thing. And the reason it's real, it's like when the Bills came back, after the Super Bowl loss against the Giants, it was all about wide right and wide right. Yeah. And that, the easier blame there was to put it on one guy. And that team never really did that. It's Scott Norwood missed the kick, but they made mistakes, and they were so close. So it, it, the whole focus was wide right, and it's ugly, and it's still ugly. And 13 seconds is always going to burn Bills fans, and they should until they win the Super Bowl. That team never did. This team has a phenomenal chance to do it but i think it's i i love what poyer said i think you're right john i love what he said i love the owns it. it and for many reasons he's got a massive chip on his shoulder yeah. yep. and i don't think that chip's getting any smaller until he wins and well and partially <laughs> when he gets paid yeah I thought we all knew why he wanted a new contract. Like, obviously, he wants more money. He's an all-pro type of player. He won. He was an all-pro last year. I just, I liked him explaining of, like, in his career, he has always been the underdog. And sometimes I think we forget that because in Western New York, everyone talks about how great of a player he is and how the Bills have the right. best safety tandem and all this stuff. But he, he talked about, he's 31 years old. He wants to get that big contract. And I think... That is something that him just saying that, it's like, yeah, you know what? From a personal side of things, I can understand why he wants that. And Dan, he has to want the new contract now. He's going into the final year of his deal. Yeah. I mean, if he was 25 at his level of player and it's not the contract he wants, yeah. you get to the open market. 
You don't want to be hitting the open market at 32. We've seen what did the Bills do with LaShawn McCoy? They cut him. Cut him in his last year. Yeah. Great player. Yeah. Teams can do that. Nobody's cutting Jordan Poyer, but Dan, he should ask for it. And now it's a question of what it's ultimately up to the Bills. Yeah, and it's up to who's agent Drew Rosenhaus, who just so happened to be in Rochester. I imagine for Pittsburgh Dairy's ice cream, <laughs> as well as a garbage. It play. is that good. He may, and he may just happen to talk with Brandon Bean in the time being. But I think that to me, that was it. Wasn't the white smoke coming out like, oh no, something's close. Like, I, but I think we're inching in the right direction. I think Poyer showing up, participating in practice. All of those things are, you know, Jenna, we talked about like signs of good faith that like, yeah. hey, again, yes, I, I, I skipped the voluntary OTAs. I showed up at mandatory minicamp. I've done all the right things. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Boyer was asked if he felt, if he ever thought about skipping training camp. And his answer was very poignant. Poyer's always very, very smart with his words. I, I always think he, he, I think sometimes he can be combative, but I think he chooses his words wisely. And when he yeah. said... In my head, no. Yeah. Meaning his agent probably telling him, don't show up. And he's going, hey, I got a chance to win a Super Bowl here. I got a really good team. I like this locker room. I'm a captain on this team. Yeah. I'm showing up. You get your, I'm going to do my job. You go do yours and get me paid. Yeah. And that's what he needs to do. But, and if you're an agent, you know, nothing. Drew Rosenhaus has gotten a lot of guys a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But you're sitting back going, I'm going to orchestrate this. And it eventually could lead to more money. But Jordan Poyer didn't want weeks or whatever months who knows away from his team plus then he get fined it's a mess it causes a rift and it takes him out of there he is a team first guy but you have to look out for yourself and we're recording this who knows it could in a day they could have something i think something sunday afternoon (laughs) jenna would you believe something has to happen during i would say during the preseason at least like there has to be some resolution. You're not just going yeah. to go, and hey, we've decided that Jordan says, no, nah, I don't really want the new deal. Let's just play this out. I don't see there's that. That's not a legitimate scenario. I don't, I don't think that would be the case either. Cause I think this is something that we haven't seen in terms of Brandon being dealing with a contract negotiation like this. But I think the longer this goes on, the more it kind of, the more it festers, let's be real. The more there's right. kind of that opportunity for bad blood, I think by Poyer showing up, coming to the stuff that he's he needed to come. A little bit. Yep. I think so too. And I I know Brandon Bean has made some deals where it's, you know, a three-year contract and, you know, the there's last... Years, yeah, yeah, there's there's ways to kind of operate around it. And I, I like the way that both sides are handling it. Yeah. I think it's mature. I think it's it says a lot about both the team as well as Poyer. But at the same point, it's like, okay, this is nice. For both sides, but when is this going to get done? Because that is when it could really throw a wrench into things. So players don't have usually a ton of leverage in their 30s. But as a football player on this team. 31, so young. As a football player on this team, uh, he's got more than most would. Correct. Number one, they didn't draft anybody. There is no imminent replacement for either one of these guys. So if I'm Brandon Bean, maybe I don't want to shell out too much money for a guy post 31 years old, but I I want those guys on the field. And two, and now we're going to talk about this, when your all-pro corner Mm -hmm. is not in uniform, he's at camp in Trey White, the value of Poyer and Hyde together out there, especially right off the rip of the season, is immense. And so 
again, I hope we're not conveying to anybody that there was anything other than, and Brandon Bean is so consistent. He'll talk to us. He'll give us answers. But he's like, I am not negotiating with you guys. That's fine. And Mike, you you spoke to Drew Rosenhaus You're right. at, today at camp. And he didn't want to comment. And Drew Rosenhaus loves to comment. <laughs> he does. But I think, one, that's not the way the Bills operate. I think it's very that tough. would not be a good move. Yeah. He's had a good relationship with the franchise. Uh, he's got um, Greg Rousseau, yep. too, number one pick. So, But he said, I can't comment. I'm not going to comment on it. He said, I'm only around for the day. Maybe he's only going to be at practice today. Yeah. I don't know on this, on this Sunday. So we'll see. But I'm encouraged for the Bills that it, it's going in the right direction. Um, but there needs to be a resolution. You're not just going to go, eh, we forget about this and let's go on to next year. You bring up that Trey White point, and that is huge because you're not sure. We got to see him today. Really, that was the first time. Guys, guys. What? So, remains on schedule. Relax. <laughs> remains on schedule. So what did I ask him? What's the schedule? What, or what does what does it mean? And by the way, Brandon Bean, as an example, said, you know, for some guys coming off a knee, maybe it was if it, he goes, if it was you, it might be four months, me, eight months. I'm like, no, Brandon, if it was me, it'd be more eight months and you'd be four <laughs> yeah. months. But he talked about he went through this long answer. Very about, long. And answer. I get the idea. Look, I'm going to read into it because that's what we're able to do. I think they're being cautious. I, I, we have seen guys maybe be ahead. They always like to say that. They're also being smart. They don't want to put a timetable on him. Yeah, but they don't need to. Being also, but in part yeah. of his long answer in his right description now. was talking about guys also may have messed up other ligaments along the way. That was a little odd when he talks about how he's like, well, what was it? A clean tear? Was it a partial tear? All these things. And far as this may have been made public, it was just an ACL tear. We 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 do know we did not know about MCL, meniscus, LCLs, yeah. meniscus. Like none of those things were. Yeah. were right. So. I'm not worried. I've been very steadfast that Trey White's fine and man schedule. But it was an odd answer from Bean. Thank you. Remember when we were talking about it this past spring and you're like, getting your ACL repaired is like having an oil, oil change. change. An oil change. You did compare it to getting an oil it's change. It's an oil change. But that when, is outrageous. But when, but when Bean said, when Bean was saying all off season, he remains on schedule. And that was it. Like he wouldn't go into detail. Now this is the first time that there has been a long-winded answer about the recovery. And when Mike, you asked to clarify that, and he went on and talked about, well, I know this other player from this other team that I'm close with yeah. that did this. And he's, all of a sudden it's like, well, when he I made... can read into that. I'm not going to read into he's on schedule. I'm going to read into why is he telling us that other players take longer because they've had ligament issues, other things ruined. And Jenna, keep this in mind. And this is just something to put out there. He's on the pup list, physically unable to perform list. This is where for players who come into the offseason injured or injured in the offseason. Um, if he remained on that, he would have to sit out the first six, six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah. I'm not saying that I think that's happening. I'm saying is that has to absolutely be on the table, right? I mean, it's, it's going to be. That seems fair. No, well, the reason I say that is on the table, meaning like they're going to be cautious. They know how good they are. If he's not ready, and they don't think he's going to be ready for two or three weeks, and maybe if they think he's going to be close to opening day, maybe he missed the first two games, then he's on the roster. Yeah. But if they believe we're going to let this all-pro guy get himself ready, ready, come back, then that is an option for the team. And that's when I think they'll – he even said, you know, we'd look at veterans. They would. They would have to do that. 
again, two weeks from now, all of a sudden we could see Trey ramping it up. He's out doing mm -hmm. more stuff. He looks good, and maybe that's the case. I don't know. Trey's shredded. He is shredded in the so best muscular shape of his life. I, I actually know. I don't know what do you. <laughs> When you have a surgically repaired ACL, I don't know if you oh, can be in the Oh, it's an oil shape. change. When you said that, I almost slapped you. I was like, that is <laughs> outrageous. It. It's still- Print the shirts. I <laughs> no salary cap. <laughs> We're just a tagline ACL's machine. An oil change. <laughs> no, I just think while it is obviously a surgery that you can come back from, and plenty of players in the NFL, players, every athlete has come back from it, at the same point- it is still a surgery. We've seen many players have to take a while to get back to the, the... Think of what you expect, the level of play you expect from Trey White. That is a tough level of play for any player to ascend to. Let alone Trey White, we've seen him be that guy, but it's going to take time for him to become that guy once again. So as I get older, there's always the possibility, not that I'm so far so good, a knee replacement. Would that be like rotating the tires? Is yeah. that where we are? No. That is no. bananas. And Micah Hyde said this offseason, Trey White. It would be like getting a new front end. Oh, oh, oh wow. That's more. Okay. Oh, it's something. more? Oh, really? Oh, you mean like replacing an ACL? No, nah, it's an oil change. That is just Tom, like Tom buying, Foolery. It's like buying new shoes. Buying new. Oh, my gosh. It's rotating the tires. Okay. Well, right. there's that. Yeah. We did get to see Trey White today, though. Yes, he, riding the bike. He was doing some things off the side. Uh, of course, we haven't seen him. Like, yeah, I haven't, no. I, mean, I know he was at Micah Hyde's softball game. Yeah. yeah. He was there. Um, besides that, we haven't seen him. It's great to see him. He walks past. He goes to the bike. And, of course, all the cameras follow him over there. And in classic Trey White fashion, he's wearing his Trey White Goalie Academy winter hat. And he's like, why you guys got to do me like this? It was great. It's like, yeah, Trey. He's like, I just want to go back inside and ride the bike by myself. And it's like, yeah, again, a guy that – is enjoys the limelight, but again, he's, I, I really do everything we've heard. He is so focused on the recovery and he's done it silent, uh, for a guy, yeah. that, for a guy that has such a massive personality, he's done it quietly. So, uh, that's a good point. I didn't think about it like that. I make a lot of good points. No, no, well, that's a singular good point. Yeah, he just <laughs> pulled out of the Valvoline instant oil change. <laughs> With a new knee. <laughs> Jiffy lube. <laughs> the Jiffy lube of surgeries. Uh. I, it was encouraging to see him out there, but him being out there and just, you know, being off to the side is, mm -hmm. that to me is like the Bills are going to be very patient. I think Trey White will want to come back before the Bills will want him to come yeah. back. And again, there's a, there's a level between getting him ready and maybe it's not week one because there's also a danger of that. Players will focus on week one. Yeah. I'm going to be back for week one. Yeah. And sometimes teams have to be smart where it just doesn't work for week one and week two. Actually, I think the Rams are going through this with Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. that's who they play. You know, And that's an important game. Obviously, we're all focused on that. It's going to be great. But in the big scheme of things, it's not as important because you know it's, it's the idea. It's more I go back and forth on that. Their that, schedule is tough yeah, early no, 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 no. on. It's an NFC game. I'm talking about. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I, and I know it. It's like, oh, this game isn't as important. It's important for a vibe. Like, they beat the best team. They start out this year. They're not going to be, mm -hmm. you know. Vibe What I'm saying is, in, I always talk to you about how this game is in hindsight. In hindsight, it's an NFC game on the road. I'm saying is, if Trey White's not ready, he ain't playing in that game. And he might, he might be. How about this? And again, we are, so, we are putting the cart so far ahead of the horse here. But how much will the Bills – obviously, they want to win every game, breaking news. But 
to lock up the number one seed. And, and, I, and I'm not just talking about just week one, but I'm just saying like, oh, like, hey, this guy can sit out. Or it's like playing through things to make sure that you are, that, that you're having that Kansas City game in Buffalo and not, like, the two years in a row, your season has ended in Arrowhead. And again, we are so far ahead of this, but I wonder <laughs> if that mindset of like, we're not taking anything for granted because we need every single week is everything. I totally see what you're saying. I think the AFC, though, is going to be such a, a bloodbath this yeah. year that it's the records aren't going to be as high. Like, the win totals won't know, be as high. I still want that number one. I just Absolutely. Think, definitely. I, I just think I'm not, that, that, that home field is going to be just... Yeah, I just think the AFC teams are going to beat up on each other. Every game matters so much in this league. There's only 18 regular season weeks. Yeah. At the same point, though, I just think that it's going to be such a hard schedule in terms of the conference that things will look a little different and feel a little different, but but they're still going after the top if spot. we were to get to Jenna's golf partner, Sean McDermott's <laughs> list of notes for the year, I absolutely believe it begins with goal number one is winning the AFC East. And I think they stick with that sure. even though they're the favorite and all that stuff because that gets you in. Yep. Like that's mm-hmm. the goal. You got to win those divisions. Those games are bigger than other games you win. I guarantee you in his mind, it is the goal. Yeah, sure, to win the Super Bowl. I get that. But there's so many steps. The goal is number one seed. And there might be a point when it becomes a bigger goal. You know, if you start out the year three and three, your focus is on the AFC East, man. It's not on that. Right. But you get to that point, you're going to be like, look at the Bengals last year in the playoffs. When they ended up tossing away that last regular season game and it could have meant the difference the bills would have been playing them at home yeah as opposed to in kansas in, in uh, cincinnati mm-hmm. and i'm like in hindsight i wonder if the bengals look back and go that's not too smart i don't you know they ended up winning anyhow which is funny but no i'm with you i think it is a goal but it's like a we'll focus on that down the road but I feel like you have to start looking at that now. No, but I mean, you're I, not going to make a decision on a player and play the guy for right. that. It's the long yeah. game. It's the long game, but it's not because think it's of, not so far out there. That's correct. You know? Correct. You would you want the number one spot, but I think you would you would also rather know that your player is ready and healthy yes. and all of that, and you wouldn't want to jeopardize that. Yes, but I think you make a good point, and you look at look. They've got all these games. They've Another got a one. Bengals game, they've got a uh, a Titans game, yeah. they've got a Chiefs game. You know, you know, you're playing the Ravens. These yeah. are all teams that, man, you get those head to heads against them, and then say to everybody, okay, you got to now be a game ahead of us because we beat you head to head. So yeah, it's definitely on there. That's why just having Von Miller on this roster. The fact that he wasn't there for the, how the way last season ended for the Bills, like the experience that he brings, I feel like he's got to be a calming sense in that locker room. He should have been one of the two pass rushers they had in the last 13 seconds. Mm. Yeah, wow. Two guys rushing the quarterback. That's it. I, I thought it was interesting when, when Vaughn talked today about um, just there's been so much change on the defensive line, probably more than any position group, that there's yeah. just so many new guys. And Vaughn talks about how it's, it's kind of interesting and fun that they're all coming in together. But he, he again, singled out Ed Oliver. And, and to me, it stood out because I look as a guy as Vaughn Miller is going to be a guy that helps Ed Oliver. And he said it was actually the other way around. And he goes, I've always played with a three-technique defensive tackle. I don't understand what any of the techniques of defensive tackle are. 
that's besides the point. But he talked about Derek Wolfe he had in Denver. He talks about Aaron Donald with, with the Rams. And then just, just kind of look at Ed Oliver. Von Miller's a really smart guy who also, while he wanted to win a Super Bowl and knows Josh Allen, he also wants to continue to play well. So for him to make that calculated decision, to be able to look at the Bills' defensive line and go, who's going to help me? Whereas all offseason we have talked about how many people are Von Miller going to help. It was To me, it stood out that he goes, I'm so happy I got Ed next to me. He's going to help me out, all this stuff. It's like, wait, I thought you were going to help Ed. And it was it was kind of telling to me. That stood out to me today. That, to me, says more about his mindset, though. That, to me, says that he's not like, hey, I'm the chosen one here. I'm going to – everyone can just, like, feed off of me. I think that says how he still wants to do more in the league and how he, he looks at the team as not what he can do, yes, but also who can help him to get what he wants as well. Yeah, he also said – he wants to be defensive player of the year and lead the league in sacks, which he said usually kind of goes together. That, that is yeah. a thing a lot, you know, and there's players out there to do that. But, yeah, he's not coming here unless he has help on that D-line. Yeah. He's not. And he played with the all-time great in that position on the inside. So, yeah. so he, But he believes this guy's got the talent, and he's also got – he's got a better quarterback with him. I'm – I'm excited to see yes. what Ed Oliver will do yeah. this year. I feel like last year he found success. I think he's going to keep kind of growing, maturing, learning more about himself, the game. And then to have Vaughn Miller there beside you too, it's like – I mean, I just remember asking Leslie Frazier before last season started who he expected to kind of be the breakout player. And he said Ed Oliver. And yeah. obviously when the defensive coordinator says that, it stands out to you. So I just – I think of what that means for this upcoming year with even more help for him and him continuing to grow as, as a person. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Um, you want to talk about turkey burgers before we go? <laughs> yeah. Oh I do. That was a stunner. So to set the scene, we're at Bill's training camp. Practice has ended. We're talking to the guys. And Josh Allen says that he is so excited to eat the turkey burgers well, he at goes, camp. He goes, it's almost TBT. And we're like, it's turkey burger time. And he goes, <laughs> I'm going to jalapenos. And he goes, they have the best turkey burgers ever. It's here at St. John Fisher. And like, again, we were also kind of talking to players about what's it like being back at training camp because they've been last two years, they've been back in their home facilities. Um, so we, I didn't, we didn't ask about food. But Josh, went I right res- there. you know, I respect yeah. the hell out of that. Yeah, and then <laughs> it was like food. Jenna Couch was the hat tip gift. Yeah, like, like. and I then Jordan Poyer. I thought Poyer was gonna say I was gonna skip training camp for my contract, <laughs> but I like the turkey burgers so much. He, I mean, he was like, I've, I've been thinking about. He, I've waited three, three years. years. He said, direct quote, "I've waited three years." To eat those turkey burgers. And I said, none of us I, have had it. Now, what they, you went to lunch. No, so we did not get the turkey burgers, but I will say the cookies Phenomenal. at Fisher are fire. Chocolate chip cookies. I think they're, they're soft. Wegmans. I think they're Wegmans. Yeah. You think so? I think they're Wegmans. Yeah, they probably are. But fire. We, they're a little the, different. The I know burgers, my I, turkey burgers were players only, and Jen and I accidentally walked in the wrong like cafeteria, yeah. and we were like, oh, this is. So These I've are all players. In that cafeteria before it's crazy in there because everything's like co- coded and yeah. numbered and yeah. whatever it is. Walks in the wrong room. Yeah. Um, I'll so tell you this. I don't care how good they are. My wife, Jenny, makes better turkey <laughs> burgers. They are incredible. They are. <laughs> I need a pork chop. Oh, yeah, way better. Like, seriously, they are Pork chops game are changing. trash. I'm going to get Josh Allen and Poirier over here <laughs> for turkey burgers. They're going to well, say, you live close oh, enough. my God, <laughs> Jenny makes them better than. You bring. 
bring them. I'm going to say Tupperware container. Oh my gosh. Try these. Yes. If course, someone can I ask Josh Allen to prom, you can do this. I'm going to guess the way Jenny makes them. The trainers wouldn't be too thrilled with these turkey burgers. <laughs> okay, they might have a little too much in them. Speaking of things not being thrilled with, Von Miller. Uh, we asked him about his him coming here his first time, and because he, he, they didn't go away for training camp, I don't think he said either no. of his teams. Well, went away. well, yeah, with the was, Rams, he was yeah. only there half the year. Right. But yeah, yeah with, uh, with the that, Broncos, didn't no. They said, yeah. and he said, uh, he goes, you know, I love it. You know, he's like, oh, he goes first. He goes, not my number one choice. He's like. I haven't been in dorms since I was at Texas A&M. He's like, I'm 33 now. And <laughs> beds are different. Toilet paper's different. <laughs> toilet paper. Stock up turkey burgers. Stock down toilet paper. It's like, Charmin, help our man out. You know, it's funny. Uh, that's not a misspeak. Like, Bruce Smith, used to another phenomenal Hall of Fame yeah. player, used to speak, and Bruce was like, he'd start going, and he'd – misuse some words sometimes that you turn and look and go did he just say that's all water over the bridge like he'd say <laughs> stuff like that when he was trying to make a point um von miller said that i turned i looked at everybody like did he just say toilet paper like seriously von. Goes, there's no tvs in the goes, yeah first of all beds. I, come on he's 32 you don't have a laptop yeah. you got streaming <laughs> i mean come on von. yeah josh meanwhile I got to say, people always say to me, I know we're going to wrap this up, but people always say to me, do you think they'll be back, way back? Bean and McDermott can't say it enough times. Now, yep. Bean did say, you know, you never know what's Things out there. Change. Correct. But I got to tell you, if anybody, unless Josh Allen just likes to mess with people, and I don't think that's the case, he loves he, being in the dorms. He does enjoy. He's a kid, right? I mean, he's, he's a kid. The, yeah. He's a big kid. He's like, you yeah. can talk to the other guys. I love it here. It's just kind of wild. He's got his shows that he's going to save I, up and watch. I don't think that's that surprising, though. I know, but like even now, like if they turn to only Josh, 25. if Josh yeah. Allen would say to them, I hate it, I can't get ready, it doesn't work for me. They would stop. I mean, it would yeah. be a huge consideration into what they're doing. He's like, give me my, he's like a college student. Give me my streaming, my turkey burgers, and I'm yeah. happy. He said he didn't bring the... The Xbox. They didn't bring an Xbox or gaming. Yeah. He said he's going to focus on his, his shows. Yeah. Josh, watch The Bear on Hulu. It's, yes, I know. It's your show recommendation. I love it. It's so chaotic. It's so good. It's so good. Highly yeah. recommend. That's how he relaxes. <laughs> Watching chaos. Cats and eating turkey burgers. <laughs> All right. Well, this was fun. We'll have more updates uh, throughout camp, things going on. And we always appreciate the love on the podcast. It would do a lot for us if you would rate the podcast. Uh, we... Always love getting good feedback, hearing comments, all those things, as well as be sure to subscribe anywhere you're listening to this. Uh, for Mike Catalana and Dan Fates, I am Jenna Castro. Thank you for checking out the Buffalo Plus podcast. We'll catch you next time on Buffalo Plus.